Welcome to Live Courageously, podcast show number nine of 2023. This is my 25th podcast show since I started it a year ago. And I just want to start by thanking everyone who's watching the podcast or have watched it, uh, any of my previous shows. I truly appreciate it and appreciate your comments and feedback on the shows. Live Courageously has been my conscious theme of my life for the last three years since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, and has been an unconscious theme for most of my life. If you haven't seen the previous 24 podcasts with some of my amazing friends sharing their powerful stories of overcoming all odds and going on to live powerful lives, you can watch them on my John Duffy Live Courageously YouTube channel. And I have another 50 plus friends planned to be guests on future shows. So keep coming back every week, Sunday at 2 p.m. So why live courageously? Because fear is just a reaction, but courage is a choice. And I suggest you consciously choose courage and faith over fear every time you experience fear to get through life and to deal with whatever life may throw at you in the future. And it will throw stuff we don't like or want at us. So choose courage. Today, my guest is my friend Jeff Daly, the commander of the American Legion Post 43 in Hollywood, that I'm a member as a son of the Legion. And Jeff grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, before joining the Marine Corps and serving with the magnificent bastards of the, I like that, of the uh, 2nd Battalion of 4th Marines. After the Marines, Jeff returned to Michigan to go to Kalamazoo College, a small private liberal arts school where he studied economics and political science. He also did some theater, which inspired him to move to Chicago to study at the Second City Conser Conservatory. When he moved to Los Angeles, Jeff didn't even know what the American Legion was, as I'm sure so many people don't. And in a short five years, he's now the commander of Hollywood Post 43. He's the first vice commander of the 24th District of the American Legion, the state membership director, and he's a co-host for the national organization's podcast called Tango Alpha Lima. Outside of the veteran space, Jeff serves the uh, acting community as a committee member of both the communication committees and the military affairs committee for SAG-AFTRA in the Los Angeles local. So uh, I think to uh, welcome uh, Jeff, I'm going to just play something real, uh, a minute or something and say, hey, Alexa, continue. Um, Alexa, pause. I I just have to do that to welcome you to the, to the show. Welcome, um, my good friend, uh, Jeff Daly. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You triggered my A-L-E-X-A <laughs> when you uh, when you were talking to yours. It's amazing. I didn't know you'd, you've already done 25 shows. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it blows my mind, too. Um, you know, I started, uh, the idea started when I was up in Canada making this movie um, in Calgary. And as I was finishing up the movie, I just had this, I don't know, I woke up in the morning, you know, like two in the morning, and I just had this idea on my mind that I know so many amazing people like yourself. And, you know, I, I would say one of the things that I've been richest in life is the amount of amazing people and courageous people that I've kind of come across in all the different areas of my life. And I said, you know, I was doing a, a, my own podcast, just talking for two years, Facebook lives. 
And I said, you know, I really, I'm kind of tired of talking all the time. And I want to really have other people talk and share their stories. Cause I think that would be much better than listening to me all the time. Uh, cause I bore myself, you know, but, um, so anyway, I started the show and, you know, I've done 25 and I got 50 more and, you know, it's just, and they keep coming at me. I keep meeting more amazing people almost every day. And it's just like, wow. You know, so that's the gift. I'm, I've been given a gift, I think. Well, I was going to say you need 25 more so you can get a hundred episodes. You got 25 in the can. You got 50 lined up. You need 25 more. And what do I get if I get a hundred? Just curious. Is there like a prize or something? I'll do one. I would have to do it silently. But I'll give you a loud applause. All right. That. Well, the, you yeah, know, that, I'm going to I'm going to go for that. That sounds like a, <laughs> uh, it's a, a goal that w well worth going for. Hey, you know, two of the things I like to ask my guests when they come on, especially with there's only been one person so far that I did not know in person. But mm -hmm. my first question is, how did we meet? If if you remember and where did we meet? And then I'll tell you the second question after you answer the first one, if you answer the first one. Well, the first <laughs> one, clearly we met at the American Legion Hollywood Post 43. Uh, Correct. I don't, I don't remember the exact circumstance because uh, it's it's a place where if you're there, you see people sometimes several times before you meet them. And, um, and all of that several times in the actual meeting kind of blends together into one big event in the memory, at least in the memory of a bad memory like mine. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we... We definitely, I, I, and I agree, I, I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember meeting you multiple times in different incidents at the Post till we finally got to know each other a little bit better as well at different events. So a second thing I like to ask is since the show is Live Courageously, and you know, you have been courageous in many things of your life, which we're going to get into, obviously, joining the Marine Corps, you know, uh, taking a risk, coming to L.A., uh, joining the American Legion, what you do in the American Legion, your own health issues and just a lot of ways you've you've lived. Great. So what does live courageously mean to you in your life, uh, Jeff? Well, to me, I think I think to to live as in thrive uh, instead of just being a, an oxygen, you know, regeneration system to live, you have to do things. And to do things, a lot of times you have to put yourself out there. And if you if you have to put yourself out there, it's because it, I think you said it in your intro that courage isn't the absence of fear. Like it's, right. Uh, courage is actually you need to have some fear to to have courage. Otherwise, you're just uh, you're reckless if you don't sure. actually if you don't actually possess any fear or caution or or anything like that. So I do, I do approach a lot of things and I, I know we have a limited time on this earth, which I've, I've learned from a few events in my life that, um, you know, I'm on strike, whatever. And I, I think you, you have to live that way. And living courageously is also living fully. I think they're synonymous with each other. Well, thanks for that. I, I think that that I agree. Um, I'm, I'm going to put up a quick picture because, you know, we're going to start with your journey and your journey started in a place called uh, Cal uh, Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. And my first question is, where is that? Only kidding. Only kidding. This is uh, a, a, a picture that he, uh, this is a Michigan fanatic. Um, so I, I just had to mess with you there. But, Hashtag uh, go blue. There you go. So he grew up, you grew up in Michigan and tell us a little bit about that. And then how did you go from that 
to your journey to, to join the Marine Corps? Why, when, and, and yes. uh, how did that all start? We're going to make me reveal a little bit of the, the nerd inside of me. But um, not, not that anybody has ever noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kalamazoo is a, a lovely town. The metro is about uh, 250,000. It's halfway, two hours in each, two and a half hours in each direction between Detroit and Chicago. And I loved growing up there. I mean, it was, it was a real great place. To, it, it's not too big. It's not too small. I mean, it's not Mayberry, but it's not LA. Right. right? So I can typically, uh, the more the years go on, it keeps growing, but I can typically go someplace that was one of my haunts. And I'll, I'll just see somebody that I know. Um, that's getting less and less frequent, but it still happens. And it's, it's, it's culturally really, really, really rich in that, in the, the phenomenon of being halfway between Detroit and Chicago is that big bands and uh, broad, you know, the Broadway traveling shows, when they go from Detroit to Chicago, there are people that have money in Kalamazoo that don't want to go to Detroit, Chicago. So they <laughs> subsidize these shows to guarantee that they're going to get income. And I mean, I think I saw wow. you know, like Les Mis and stuff for like 25 bucks or what, like the actual Broadway traveling show. And uh, you, you don't have that everywhere. Well, I, I, and I'm not going to pivot into this, but was that part of what led you to go into uh, when you went back to school into Second City? Was it that being uh, introduced to all that culture? Um, and then we'll come back to the Marine Corps thing. Well, I think because Kalamazoo is is so cultural, uh, like my mom was president of the the arts council. No, she the the art museum. I was actually on the board of the arts wow. council, um, and and I, I think there's it just permeates. think you uh, have a little bit of up oh, are you coming back i hope i just got a little freeze on uh jeff um well let me uh just step back a second i'm gonna do a little bit of a uh put some uh, comments up while we hopefully find uh jeff back um just that's from tom anderson uh, Jordan Michael Thomas, also part of uh, um, Tony Baldy, is with. Um, says he's from Kalamazoo and knows K College with top-notch school from the Baldy School of Acting. Um, so I think uh, Jeff hopefully is going to make a comeback. Oh, this is the second show in a row that I've had a tech problem. So um, if you get a shot, Jeff, uh, go out, come back. And um, hopefully I can get you back in here. So anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit. Uh, you know, um, uh, Jeff just disappeared. I'm sure he's going to be back in a minute. So like uh, Jeff had mentioned, we met at the American Legion Post 43, which um, I am a member. I joined it as a, and this is a, a picture, uh, Sons of the American Legion. So the American Legion has obviously military veterans who are members of the American Legion. It has uh, auxiliary members, uh, women whose uh, parents were in the military, and then sons of the Legion who uh, were also uh, in the... And uh, then I ended up on your show. show. There I go. There yeah, I right. Uh, 
So we were talking, we were talking about Kalamazoo and the cultural yeah. and the art arts thing. And I don't know if I got to, I did theater in high school. Yeah, you were talking about, you know, your, your, uh, with the museums and your stuff you were doing with that. And so kind of my question is two uh, out of that is one, be, because you were surrounded by arts and clearly your mother was involved in the arts, you were involved in the arts. Then how come that wasn't your immediate path? Why the Marine Corps? What, what led you from that first step to the Marine Corps um, and take it any way you want to take it to explain your journey? Well, I will. I want to say... One of the things that, that happened in my life was I did do theater up until literally the day before I went to the Marine Corps. I was, I was, wow. it was a summer program. It's called Civic Summer Theater. And we, I was in a show. I don't remember what it is, right? Oh, it was Oklahoma actually. Wow. And uh, it was supposed, I wasn't supposed to go to the Marines for another month, but they called me and said, nope, you're going on this day. And I'm like, wait, we have one more perform, And they, they did not care. Um, really? Yep. I missed my last. I listened That's so to wrong last performance. That's yeah. So wrong. So I, I started out with a little chip on my shoulder. <laughs> um, so the idea, the idea, and it, people ask me that all the time. Um, I have this is the nerdy part. I have this mission in life to be somewhat of a Renaissance man. Hmm. Uh, I want to do arts. I want to do business. I want to be intellectual. I want to write a book. I want to wanted to be a war you you know when the renaissance era you also had to be a warrior hmm. you can't wait to be a warrior <laughs> until you're 30 40 50 60 years old i mean you gotta you gotta get that done so i was just very focused on that and i'm like i gotta get that done college can yeah. college can wait for me and uh and it did wait and so i i, I went ahead and pursued the warrior the warrior part of being a renaissance man Wow, that's fascinating. And then where uh, uh, where did you end up training in the Marine Corps? Well, where, where did you go? What was, where did they, uh, your base? And then how long did you stay before you went back to your journey to the other parts of the Renaissance map? Oh, well, uh, immediate, I, in my brain, I went there so quickly because, uh, you know, you get on, you get off the bus and you've heard probably Marines talk about the yellow footprints. And well, the, I got a chance to, I'll tell you a little bit, I filmed them for the Marine Corps. So I was there watching the people get off the bus and go through that and film it. Mind boggling. But and yes, it's, it's crazy because you, you got this guy, he's a sergeant, which I now know means he's still just a punk in his 20s. And he's <laughs> telling you to get off his bus and right. onto his base and to step on his yellow footprints. I'm like, bro, you don't own any of this. I'm <laughs> Uh, in my head, I'm like, what are you talking about? But then he said, and they're there because you're too stupid to know how to stand properly. So they have to, that's why the footprints are there. And in my head, I, I actually think I muttered it out loud. I've said, I think I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I think you can physically torture me. You can, you can like do the mental anguish or whatever, but questioning this mind was boggling to me by a guy who claims he owns a, a military base. <laughs> so that, that was it. So you, I, I you were ready for a major debate with him at that point. Oh uh, God, if I wasn't, if I wasn't scared of dying, I probably would. <laughs> so I, I, I knew then it was, I was going to be four and done. Um, that, that just, that, but that decision was made up. So um, I, 
I did the boot camp. It's interesting. In boot camp, they pulled me out of boot camp and uh, tried to recruit me into intelligence. I was going to go to Monterey and do the, at the D lab and um, and learn. I think it was Russian they had selected for me, wow. which I also meant that I wasn't going to be put in country because I think I would stick out in Russia. So I think it was pretty safe. It was just getting <laughs> So I went went home on leave, came back, then I was signing papers and something made me stop on something I was signing. And it was a six year, it was like they were extending me two years. And I go, whoa, whoa, what is this? And I remember I've already made up my mind, I'm four and done. So I, I said, what is this? And she goes, well, nobody told you? The school's like a year and a half, they want to get their time back. Ah. And I said, no, nobody told me that. And she said, so you don't want to go? And I go, oh, no, we don't want to do that. So <laughs> she... She just ripped it and goes, here's your original orders. And huh. so, uh, and that was in San Diego. So I went to boot camp in San Diego, Hollywood. Were you not at Pendleton? Well, it's, it's MCRD San Diego. You do your field work and your rifle oh. range and all of that. The drill, the drill bit where you saw the footprints is right by the airport, San Diego. Correct. That, yeah, that's where we filmed. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the drill stuff happens in San Diego, the, the field work and, um, you know, the basic military rah, 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 that happens at Pendleton. At Pendleton. Um, yes. So I finished that and they put me back in admin school. I go to school and I was like, God, if I could just, all I have to do is finish first in my class. It's like, that's how I do goals. That's all. I'll just finish first. And then <laughs> I'll be in DC and dress blues all day, walking around. Oh, no, no. They sent me across the street to uh, 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, Magnificent Bastards. And so I was admin in an infantry unit, which in the Marine Corps means you do both. Right. So uh, that's 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 what I did. And then I, I, I served and was on ships. The, the longest ship I was on is the USS. Uh, I don't give a lot of information away about my age, so I'm trying to see if I can make sure I can say it. So it was the EO, it was the EOG. Nope, the Guam. I was on the Guam <laughs> for the longest, and they... And I got to watch it sink, get sunk on YouTube, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, they turned it into a reef, an artificial reef. Oh, really? Huh. Yep. What, just a couple of years ago? Sure, we'll say that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, I'm easy, man. You can mess with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall for it, so no, no problem, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I did my time, got out, and then went to school. All right. And, and so, you, you know, you did your time. Uh, what would you say the, the, the experiences you took away from the Marine Corps stuff that kind of serves you for life or, you know, things that kind of, you know, added to who you were or who you wanted to become as this Renaissance man, what were some of the, the, the best parts of it for you? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't, um, I, we don't have enough time for the other parts. We just yeah. got to focus. <laughs> um, I would, I would say, because I'm golf, I'm golf era, so not, I'm not post 9/11. Right. I know my skin gives me away. It doesn't give me away, but um, so we weren't constantly at war. So right. I, I got great, I got some great leave, like locations overseas. Um, Palma de Mallorca is one. I've been to Israel, which was part leave and part duty. Um, right. 
um, that was great. And and France and I mean, I, I, I that whole seeing the world thing, I got a little taste of that. Right. So you got yeah. that was one thing that you experienced by being part of it. Right. And then not that we're focusing on the negative, but we, we were talking about um, earlier the events in my life that make me think, you know, you only have so long and you only have you only have so many life endangering events that you're going to survive. Because um, I, I was I was in a helicopter crash in, mm. in the Marine Corps, uh, walked away from that with no known at the time um, injuries. And now, I've, you know, my back and stuff, I'm like, oh, I know where that came from. Right. Um, but that gives you a new appreciation for life. And, and I would say in a good and a bad way. Hmm. I would say the goals and things I want to do, I need to get them done because you don't know what's going to happen to you. Right. And I would tell that to anybody, even if nothing's ever happened to you, you don't know what's going to happen to you. That's right. And the experiences you want to have in this life, don't just put them off indefinitely. If you don't have the money for it, you don't have the time for it, plan for both of those things and say in, in the next two years, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Because you don't know, we all said that first week, it says Tom Anderson. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Air Force people say that. Let's, let's just <laughs> When they're going through orientation, or is that what they call boot camp? When they're going through orientation, <laughs> they get upset if the fish isn't one day fresh. I mean, it's like, <laughs> ah, that tastes like it was flown in. Get that away from <laughs> Well, so, I guess that, just a, a quick aside. I mean, that's one of the, the things for me as a civilian and not a veteran, but, you know, doing stuff around veterans and working support veterans, you know, that thing you just did is just, it's always hilarious. You know, <laughs> when I see a group of y'all just get together and just kind of snap on each other about <laughs> each different branch, you know, it, it, it's so much fun because it's that ongoing, you know, uh, camaraderie, but competition, you know, and, and it's, it's always fun to watch that happen. It's uh, like know, brothers I, picking on each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I actually, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I think we're. Well, you um, were saying after the you saying crash, things, always, you never know when something's going to happen. You never to know you. when something's going to happen to you because I fell out of the freaking sky. That could have gone south in, in so many ways. You were army infantry, but you weren't infantry in boot camp, Tom. <laughs> so, hey, I'm gonna have to do a separate show with you too I think <laughs> um so yeah I, I I firmly believe you have to do those things because you never know when you're gonna fall out of the sky and walk away from it because six months later the same thing happened and what happened is the hooks that they carry like equipment and trucks and whatever somebody didn't take the hook off hmm. so it gusted and broke the propellers Wow. And it happened again on another ship, and they didn't they didn't get to land before it happened. So they they crash landed in water, and the doors are hydraulic, so they couldn't get out. So everybody died on that one, and so that kind of traumatized me twice. Re hearing about that, and uh, yeah, that sucked. So yeah, I, I'm not going to continue with Tom because watch, I'm going to show it. But like this could go on and on and on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but serious. So you you did the, you did four and done. You get, you got out. You went back to school, and then you went to uh, Chicago, uh, Second City, and you you uh, went on to that journey. So tell us a little bit about that. 
so yeah, finished it at Kalamazoo. Um, then I was I was actually dating a girl there, and um, so I went to Chicago, and I was gonna go to. Oh gosh, if my mom's listening, she's gonna be mad all over again because I was going to go to law school, and my friend said, "Ah, you should try out for you should try out for Second City's Conservatory," and I took the I took the they have an intro class for people who have no interest really. They just kind of think it would be fun, so I did that, and I was like, "This is kind of fun." And I'm actually. I was ter- I was terrified. This is another one. I was terrified of not having a script hmm. and having to develop content on the fly and also trusting other people to support that or be supported by whatever I contributed. All of that terrified me. I can be a control freak. So, but now that you know me, I'm, I love winging it now. But, but you know, it, it's funny you say that because when I started acting myself, yeah. First, I was terrified. And then, you know, you get interacting and you, you know, you do the scripted stuff and it's a lot easier. Right. And then when I started doing improv, it was the same thing. I was shaking. I, I was, a, I mean, total fear, total fear. And, you know, you finally, if you keep at it and you do it like you did, you get out of it and then you get that skill set and you get that ability to wing it and feel comfortable in any situation. So it's a great experience to go through. I know it was for me, but, um, you know, you're, you're definitely not somebody afraid in any uh, environment nowadays <laughs> that I can tell. Would I have to wing it? No. no. <laughs> I would say people in corporate jobs, if they want to live courageously, I honestly believe that uh, one of the not utilized skill sets out there that you can get, and it is a skill, it's not necessarily 100% pure talent, you can learn to improvise. There are rules to the game. Right. And, uh, sometimes the the talent comes in when you're trying to actually be funny or or something like that. But that's not the game can make things witty. Sure. Um, it's 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 uh, I I firmly believe that. And at Second City, I wrote uh, I wrote content for they have they have teams that go and do corporate events and corporate gigs, and it was that stuff is great. And I I. I push anybody into it, especially actors, but uh, even people outside of acting. I think it's amazing. Well, it's the same thing with people afraid of public speaking. And it's just another uh, another level. If, if you put yourself into it, that thing that you're afraid of, I know for myself, once you put yourself into it and you continue to do it, you overcome the fear and you and you get the, the skill sets and it gives you. Uh, uh, other things that you can use in all aspects of your life. So, you know, yeah, it is a, a way to um, grow and, and take chances. And, 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 you know, and at the end of the day, no one's shooting at you if you're doing improv. So most of the time, right? So what's the worst that could happen? I mean, you bomb, you bomb, you know, uh, you'll survive. You'll get out you of it. You'll survive. Yes. Right? So, I mean, yeah. tomatoes is tomatoes being tossed at. It's about the worst. So, yeah, that's about the worst. And that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> it probably happens more at the American Legion. But, I, <laughs> um, speaking of which, so, so then you go from there, you go Second City, and you end up going to California. Why? And then take us on the journey how you found out about the American Legion, joining it, and then you go on this journey to not only be a member, but to be a leader in the American Legion. And then you move up the ranks in, in all those capacities. So take us on that phase of your life. All right. So like I said, my now ex-girlfriend, uh, when she graduated, we uh, got in the U-Haul and 
took I drove down to I-10 East until we hit California. Then we got on the 10, as they call it here. Um, and, it's, like, and, it's like my neighborhood, the Bronx. The Bronx. And it's <laughs> weird here in Southern California, they call all the freeways the. Yeah. It's just Southern California. They don't do that up north. It's just here. It's weird. Really? Yep. Very strange. You Californians, Southern Californians are very, very odd. Anyway, so we get here. And even so through college and then the beginning of my time in Los Angeles, I didn't really even identify with being a veteran. Okay. Uh, uh, I didn't, I never told anybody like stuff like that. And I went, then I was, you know, contrary to what I told my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, yeah, let's go to LA. I'll get on a show in like six months. We'll be living in Beverly Hills. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm still waiting for that to happen, by the way. Like anybody <laughs> out there. So I then I found out about this. It was called VFT then. It's okay. VME was that now. the first thing you heard of VFT? That was the that's yeah, I still had never heard of the American Legion. Okay. So VFT was Veterans in Film and Television. It's now sure. Veterans in Media and Entertainment. So I went to a comedy writing workshop that my friends were teaching. And it happened to be in the cabaret room of Hollywood Post 43. Um and I was I did the workshop and I started oh look at that it's so pretty isn't it um, amazing building I love amazing. it so I, I took the workshop and I walked around and I said and I asked somebody what the hell is this place I've driven by it I thought it was a post office with a cannon which I thought was weird that <laughs> <laughs> there's a cannon out front uh, and no they then they started saying it's American Legion it's a veteran service organization I go oh, okay that's cool then. Um, I went you to another. Thought it was, that's what they meant when they say go postal, right? They had a cannon. To... Yeah, they had a cannon <laughs> there. What are you doing? That's how they scared the Pony Express into taking off really fast. That's right. So I went to another event with VFT and I met um, a young lady, uh, Michelle, and she was wearing a 43 cap. And I said, Oh, I think I was at like the building that's you know your guys and and um and she obviously knows a veteran because i was at this other veteran event and i told her i'd been there and i said it's pretty cool and then she goes well you're obviously joining then and i don't take orders from a lot of people but the <laughs> young lady i will take orders from so i joined <laughs> so I, I i joined up and and got in there and then as you said so i i kind of came in i came in hot right I ran, I ran for something right away and I lost by a couple of votes and I was like, oh, I'm not really used to, I'm not really used to losing. So I had to, uh, that gave me something that gave me a little bit of character or whatever. And I came back, but what I told them, what, cause I actually felt, I don't know if it's true, but I felt targeted into defeat. I, I felt like this group of, people that had power and position knew who they wanted and they didn't uh, want you and nope they didn't as they <laughs> told me then they go we didn't know you right which is true sure so but i told them ah but now i'm all you've done now is give me a year to campaign i'm campaigning <laughs> for an entire year and made sure that i i then i skipped exact i went to i became second vice commander in my uh in my second year in the legion and who was and the commander at that point? When I was which one? Second vice commander. 
Second vice commander was uh, Mike Helmstead. Mike Helmstead, right? Okay, yeah. And then I joined Fernando Rivera. He uh, he he swore me in. Right. So he inducted me. So then um, I stayed on there. I did media and communications. I started doing uh, a lot of media and communications work, which uh, with the live streaming of the of the meetings and and stuff like that. And then I started doing that with the state. So I got a little. And a little uh, boost from being affiliated with things outside of the post. And I just uh, kept doing that. And now, now I'm in my, my initial term. I think I'm going to run for a second. We'll see if somebody How, how long is the term? One year. One year. Okay. Uh, we're allowed to, we're allowed to run twice consecutively. So um, I, you know, I always look at how like people connect and, you know, like I look for myself and, you know, I, like I mentioned earlier, I ended up doing some training videos for the U.S. Marine Corps. I went to Pendleton and uh, MR, uh, MRSD, what, what's the? the MCRD. Uh, yes, there we go. And then also out to um, Quantico and did the officer training program summer and winter and I covered all that. And at that point I was, you know, I was uh, a line producer and a film producer and that I met what I considered the best young men and women I had ever met in my life in such a group and, and it just kind of inspired me on so many levels. And so when I came back, I said, well, you know, what can I do to help veterans given my skills in Hollywood and the stuff I had? And that got me to start looking for opportunities to give back and serve. And then I ran across VFT with um, uh, Mike Dowling when he found it, I ran into him cause I was doing another group with somebody else called Vets on Set, hiring veterans onto film projects. So we met then Michael and then I started working with that and got introduced to the Legion. And I was like, okay, I didn't know about it either. I had no idea what that was. And then they tell me about it and they're like, well, you can join because your dad was in the military in the army. So I was really okay. Well, and, and then I joined and that started me, you know, being hanging in the Legion, doing other stuff. And then of course we all ended up meeting Michael and me, meeting you and, and Fernando and all the bunch of people. So it's kind of funny how all that came together because I didn't have any plan to be doing any of this. It wasn't like, okay, and then I'm going to go and then I'm going to work for, no, <laughs> you know, it wasn't on my, uh, on my, my goal setting uh, plan. Um, was it on your goal setting plan to be the regular super donor of blood? This no. guy, just so no. let me tell them this no. guy, he get, he gives blood every time we have a blood drive, every freaking time and i got him on camera so i had to, I had to embarrass him a little bit <laughs> well you know it, it's funny because with the exception of one other time when i was at the magic castle with a friend and he's like they're giving blood downstairs come with me i'm like oh okay <laughs> so i gave blood that was the only other time i gave blood and then at the american legion and then when during covid that was there and i was like yeah let me go and then it was like so why not do that every time it just seemed like you know it, it's only a couple hours. It's no big deal. So, you know, and you get to go over there and hang for a bit. So it was fun. And, I mean, you're just saving lives. I mean, nobody, yeah, why, well, you know, it, but it's just such a great thing to do that takes a little of, of, of our effort to do it. Right. It's just, yeah. you know, what, what does it take to do that little? I mean, you can do a lot more, but you could at least do that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just kind of, yeah. And it's always, it's always fun because I run into people and we have a good time. So you have a good time. Yeah, we actually have a good time bleeding. Let's think about that. It's weird. I know it's it's, it's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of needles, apparently. So I actually am. So I know you told me you were like they have a hard time getting your blood. They do. I have little baby veins. Ah, and they move. So if the, when the needle comes, my vein goes. Not today. 
Now, the, nope. the last time I was there, did they get it? Did you get it? They got it, but it was it was it was uh, because that they get must have got a small one because the flow uh, was too slow. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, anyway, so so now you become a commander, and uh, my my next stuff is um, just in, in a short, if you can. What is the American Legion? Who joins it? Um, what is Post Forty Three? A little bit of his history, because you know that picture I put up there. Um, you know, this building has been around since nineteen twenty nine, maybe. I think it's finished in twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. Okay. Um, so you know, incredible, great history. But tell us in a little short um, version what the Legion Have you is. Met me? Who joins it? Huh? Have you met me? Short. Sure. <laughs> um, say- you know, it, it is a podcast that you know is it's not a mar- I'm, I'm going to need to do a marathon podcast. That'll be the next one. Now uh, we'll rate. We'll rate. You know what? We'll do it. We'll give. We'll do it while we give him blood. You there know? you go. I'll be there a long time. Ago. <laughs> so I'd say the 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 motto of the American Legion right now is veterans strengthening America. Okay. I don't know why I felt like I had to say that in a radio voice, but it veterans strengthening america and we are we are a veteran service organization and the legion family i'm going to include the legion family in all this not only do we serve veterans but we serve community state and nation we have programs ranging from things with children and youth to veteran rehabilitation uh we still work one of our pillars is still national defense so we and so we do a lot of lobbying in congress if if somebody is feeling as, and 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 like you said, who can join? Veterans can join, obviously the uh, the Legion side. On the son side, it's male descendants, so you can only go down the family tree and to sons and grand and grandfathers. On the auxiliary side, you're really playing around over there. I like I'm trying, it. I'm trying to get you up there by yourself, man. Oh. It's not working, but um... <laughs> so on the auxiliary side, the. Uh, the ladies of the auxiliary, because men are, are allowed now in a certain circumstance, I'll get to, but they can go as my friend does, they can do the, the, the holy way in. So they can go up, they can go up the family chain. So their mothers and grandmothers, they can go down and be a grandmother or mother. They can also do uh, sisters and, and that may be it. Maybe the sisters, but now, uh, just a couple of years ago, Congress were congressionally chartered. So all of these changes take an actual act of Congress. They allowed male spouses of, of a veteran. So okay. uh, male spouses of a veteran can now join the auxiliary. So that's, that's a little about the Legion. 43, 43 is rooted in Hollywood where uh, that's why we get, that's why we get legends like John Duffy to come uh, hang out with us because we are rooted in in Hollywood since the old days. Uh, we were open during Prohibition. Shh, I think anybody who violated that is long past their statute of limitations. Um, and we're still in Hollywood. We have uh, past commander Jarek Wilhelmson runs. Uh, the, I'm gonna get. Her, I'm gonna say it wrong. I think it's Member Made Media now, and video and film come. Look at the Deco Bar there. That's that's beautiful. the bar. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to drink there? I mean, right? <laughs> um, and it's, I, I, I found my, uh, I found my my second family, and I mean, and I mean that in every sense of the word. There are, are people 
then I'd want to punch in the throat. But if somebody else were to get aggressive with them, I would, I would have their back in a second. Um, but they do. There's people there. They they get they push my buttons every day. But there's <laughs> just like family does, though, right? Well, you 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 and we'll talk about a little bit about that because I, I you know you post a lot, and, and one of the things that I I I highly um, respect is as a leader, as a commander, as you are, as a leader, you you know, you're, you have a tough job. I, you know, some people say it's easy. There's, there's a meme about producers. And I think it's true for you as a commander. They say being a producer is easy. It's like riding a bike, except the bike's on fire. You don't know how to ride the bike and you're in hell. Well, sometimes that's probably what you must feel like as a commander, right? Is just, because, you know, you got a group of people and, and they're all different and they all, you know, some older, some younger, all different experiences, different points of view about everything. And some are easy to get along with and some are a pain in the ass. Right. So you got to deal with all of them. But your job, because it is your family and it is a family, your job is to keep that family together to serve themselves and to serve others. And that's not an easy job. Anybody thinks it's an easy job. Uh <laughs> Uh, but that's what you do. And, and it's a battle. It's a, you know, it's an, a daily battle to keep that going. So you chose it and you're going to do it again. So you're clearly certifiably insane that way. Oh, but, <laughs> but well, you know, like you said, if you have three members, that. what's that? If you have, if you have three members, there's going to be four opinions. <laughs> right. Like, and, and they're, they're absolutely convinced that their opinion or two are absolutely correct. One and you're a moron if you don't if you don't agree. That's that's and and I think uh, being from a, a place that's filled with saturated with veterans, they've uh, been put in positions where the, they make quick decisions and um, and it's it's better to be decisive because indecisiveness can can be uh, worse than a bad decision. Indecisiveness can be worse than a poor decision. Mm. So I, I think I think that carries through in life for a lot of people. So they go, you know what we need to do? This is what you have to do. I get that. I walk in that place within 17 seconds. Somebody's telling me what we need to do. Well, it, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if I can uh, arrange. Let me quick. I have it. Uh, I don't you know if a technical seen, wizard out there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm going to try and um, pull this thing up and see if I can get really lucky. And um, but this kind of echoes your point. So just give me one second and see if I'm if I'm going to be real lucky here. Um, He's like a whole crew of one. <laughs> I know. Right. I mean, where where's my my support team? This is just <laughs> wrong. Um, all right. Here, take a look at this real quick. And I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this was. Oh, that was from the last cousin. Yes. You see, it's there. It's because I hate us like you is the reason we're rampaging. So, um, that scene, um, are we back? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah. So that scene I acted in, and, and it just typifies that. It was the fall of Post 43, and the zombies are attacking. I was playing a Coast Guard guy 
the other two guys or two other branches, right? And we got these like toy planes and toy uh, car, um, you know, um, everything. And in front of us, and we're doing we're doing the, exactly what you said. We're arguing, going, no, we'll first we'll come over and we'll bomb them here. And it's like, no. So the three of us are arguing instantly. We know everything. We're right about everything. And in the meantime, while we're wasting our time doing that, the zombies attack us and kill us. So, <laughs> so I think it's kind of like a perfect uh, analogy of th uh, four people with three, you know, three people with four. Can opinions. you pull that up? I did not. I did not tip him off that I was going to say that. He no, you didn't. No, um, but funny. yeah, it was. It was so fun to do it uh, with the people there. But anyway, to go back to your point, I mean, so that's what you're in as a leader, and you choose to do it, and you do it well, and it's not an easy job. And I think you know, a lot of times, some people appreciate it, some people are grateful for it. Unfortunately, not everybody, but that's life. I do it for, I do it for the zeros that come. That's yeah, you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, zeros on both sides of the decimal point, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. So, you know, what is your challenge? I mean, what, you know, what is your purpose and mission, uh, Jeff, doing that, being the commander? Um, you know, it's about, you know, because nowadays I, I got to go to this uh, thing recently with the uh, Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds and one of the commanders who flies the, uh, who runs the team and flies the plane. You know, one of the things he got up and talked about was how everything, the importance to them of service that it's all about service. It's not about selfies. It's not about all this stuff that, you know, the, the bad side of Hollywood pushes, but it's about service to others. And, you know, that's the, if we can do that, we have a better, happier, fuller life if we're able to serve. So you're obviously serving as a commander. What, what are the things that, that, that come out of this as a commander for you and why you do it and, and the benefits of it by, by uh, being in service? Well, I ask that question all the time to be honest. Um, and it always boils down to, and I, I said this at National Legion College, I said, it's about the people. And I just posted about something the other day. And no matter all the, the thankless nature of it, veterans made media. There he goes. He corrected me, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Carl Rising, ladies and gentlemen, the man who knows all. And uh, <laughs> So the, the video, it was last year when you did it, it was member-made media. Now, Carl's, it's veteran-made because it's not just, you don't have to be 43. Right. I'll give him one more oh, shout-out. He's saying veterans-made, but I, is that what it is? Yep, so it's veterans-made media competition. Right, yeah, give another shout-out to Carl. <laughs> give another shout-out to Carl. So where, we, where were we? We were talking about, oh, it's so the service, and you say you answered that, like you always ask that, and when you were at this um uh, convention you were you, your response was it's about the people and I, I, wrote, I rewrote this i believe it was yesterday um on facebook and it's going to be in the newsletter if you subscribe to hollywood post 43's newsletter um it really is it's about serving the people there are people who've been through a lot there are people who need resources they need our camaraderie they uh, they thrive being a part of something bigger than themselves so amongst all of the challenges that stuff looms larger for me. And you said you were going to, you said, I'm going to go out of order because you said you were going to ask about my health thing. Um, oh, sure, please. Yes. Take, and take we're coming up, we're coming up on a year. The 21st will be the year of what I call the event. So if those of you who don't know me, last year in March, uh, 21st of March, I had a stroke. Um, I was in the, uh, the VA hospital in West LA, fine facility. Um, and 
the thing that struck me about the American Legion in that moment, in those couple of weeks, I was there like almost two weeks, every single day, I maxed out my visitors and most of them were from the American Legion. And I'm talking about people I don't talk to every day up to the then uh, state, if you're not a Legionnaire Department Commander, Autry James. Um, every All these people came to visit and support. They didn't have to. Um, and it, that's, that's, that's part of that fuels my mission to, to give back to all of these people. Because it's not about, and I, and I get so upset when people tell me, it's a business, we gotta run things like a business. Like I run things like a, I get, I do understand that. But to, but to take the persona of an organization and boil it down to we're a business is false to me because words mean things and nuance is very real. We are an American Legion post that possesses business interests to support the mission of the post. We are not a business. We're all that collection of words I just said. And all the, and a lot of that is so important to me because of when I was in a place, I had never been in the hospital, never taken a prescription or illegal drug, never had anything wrong with me. So you don't want to talk about fear on, fear on top of fear on top of fear. I had that fear. Uh, the the person who called me that realized I was having a stroke was from the National American Legion office calling me going, uh, you need to go to the hospital right now. Wow. The person who ran down from Runyon Canyon to come fetch me and take me to the hospital was past commander Jennifer Campbell from 43. Wow. So every I'm here and in the shape that I'm in at least because of the American Legion. And if anybody questions the thing that will piss me off the most, if someone questions why I do what I do, if they think it's for some personal agenda or I'm trying to get something, I'm done with them because it really is about the people and it's been proven to me that they'll do the same for me. Well, I think that, you know, Jeff, that's just so powerful. It, you know, people need to, you know, sometimes people don't take enough time to get to know a person so that they really know them and know what they're about and what their heart is, you know. So just because you may have a different um, experience and have a different point of view about what oh, a bunch of freaking things that don't matter. But when you get to know somebody, and you get to know their heart, then you get to know them. And, and I think what you're saying is who you are and why you do it and why you serve is pretty clear. And if people take the time, um, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but, you know, sometimes maybe it takes a little time for people to get to know somebody, take the time, get to know, get to know and trust what you're hearing. Cause it's true. I mean, I believe well, I can, I can help in this process by um, not knife handing when I'm making my point of view at people <laughs> get right up in there and, and in from yeah. their nose and going, have you lost your mind? Like that kind of thing. I can't do that anymore. Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, the, the, the other piece you were saying, like, you know, I, I saw you during the two years when when things were locked down. I mean, you were like inspiring people online, you know, both all the way from Michigan to California to other way, you know, to, uh, doing all these fitness challenges. And I participated in some of your fitness challenges while that was going on as well. So I, I saw your commitment to health, to fitness and, you know, and your promotion of it. So when you got that stroke, it was you know, just even seeing it was freaking scary. And I'm, and you, and, but you know, what you said, all your team and all the Legion people came out and supported you. 
the other side of it, and, and this is another form of courage or strength or whatever you want it, word you want to give to it. You know, I saw the your little bit of battles every single day that you shared online to overcome, to overcome being able to speak, to overcome being able to move. And, it, you know, it wasn't rapid progress, but it was progress. And you were committed to progress and you just kept putting in the work. So I saw that and it inspired me personally, but I know it, 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 it must have inspired others if anybody paid attention to it. Um, so that's a credit to your personality and, and your, who you are as a person. Um, that kind of bravery, that kind of courage, that kind of um, step, keep moving, keep moving forward. Cause you, you know, you don't give up. You don't give up. I mean, the, the first video I made and the nurses, they all thought I was crazy. It's I all, I did, all I could do. Cause I couldn't hardly walk and right. I wouldn't answer the phone cause I couldn't speak anywhere near this. So my first video it's just me lifting my leg up off the ground. Wow. That was exercise to me at the moment. And they put a poster up in front. And it says, you are the quarterback of your own healing team. Wow. And, I, and I said, taking that seriously, um, they don't know what they've done. Because now I had them huddle sometimes. I'm like, you guys got to bring it in. I need to know. I need a write-up on every pill that you're giving me. I need to know why I haven't had an MRI. I need. I like. I was like. I was quarterback. You were in control. You were in control of your of your uh, recovery. Yep. And they had the poster there. They did it. Yeah. They they, they made a mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, damn. Why did we put that poster up? <laughs> Guy believes that stuff. <laughs> I should make, I should go see if it's still up there. That's amazing. But but you're right. That's such a powerful because you 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 know it. it put you in charge of your recovery, your healing. And at the end of the day, we're all in charge of our lives, what we do or don't do and what we're uh, willing to do. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, much props to you, ma'am, for, for making that journey, uh, going on that fight for recovery and, and achieving it, man. You know, really, I, I think a, a model. Um, well, thank you for being the presence that you are around the post because I never, I've never heard anybody say a negative thing about John Duffy. The New York accent probably scares them, so maybe they won't. <laughs> but I, I think the the presence and the vibe that you have is a a, a very comforting thing to have there, and uh, I appreciate every time you're there. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Um, and if no other, you know, it's good to know that I'm there when you're trying to get blood too. So you know, that's that helps <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, tell me about your podcast show. You you ended up you, you you had your own, and then now you do a podcast show for the yeah. American Legion. Um, tell us about that. Where people can watch it? How long have okay. you done it? Uh, what do you enjoy about doing it? Or who do you enjoy talking to? And I got a chance to meet one of the women uh, when we went to a movie screening uh, called um, Overcoming Hope the other a couple oh, weeks Trina. ago. Doctor Trina. Trina, Trina. Trina. Yes, yeah. and she was somebody you had on your podcast show who's a great. Uh, great person and inspirational person. So tell us about the podcast show and what you do with that. Well, I joined the podcast because I, I had my own at first and I saw that you discovered it. And I, I was uh, worried that you were going to play a clip from that one. <laughs> it was just, it was just by myself. I think I recorded it with the anchor app on my cell phone. It is not what you would call high fidelity. Ah, okay. Uh, I had a good time. And then uh, the Legion, the American Legion National Organization decided to do one and they hired me. And was uh, there were three of us at the time, Mark Seavey, who's now the National Judge Advocate, so he can't do it. 
And then uh, who I call now OG Ashley, because the there was an original Ashley, and uh, when she had to go on to do stuff at the VA, they were they brought in another Ashley, another Ashley Marie, last initial G. I joke that they made it so similar because they had a dumb they had a dumb Marine on there and they couldn't handle all that change. So <laughs> I, I couldn't screw up as long as I said Ashley, we're good. Um, and we 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 now have interviews every episode. It's every uh, they drop every Tuesday. Everywhere you would go, Tango Alpha Lima, which stands for the American Legion, T A L Tango Alpha Lima, and. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. I tend to send people to YouTube because we're very expressive and sometimes I'll pick something up or whatever. And uh, I, I, I prefer the experience. And if you do want to just listen, you don't have to be looking the whole time. But you can kind of tell when something's happening. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa let me look. Um, so we love, we, we love the mission of, our mission is recruiting and retention of of the the next generation of American Legion leaders, because it's we've been accused as an organization of not communicating well to the to that demographic, and not in the 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 way that the Legion is structured, they don't take positions on some things until they come up from the post and in the form of resolutions, which means we're the last people to talk about things sometimes. So mm -hmm. now we have we have the flexibility and maneuverability to talk about things as they come up, or at least a week. We're on like a week to two week delay. So I can't talk about like a vote that's happening in the Senate tomorrow because it'll be done. And what if I predicted wrong? I can't right. handle I can't handle being wrong. <laughs> we've noticed. We've noticed. <laughs> uh, um so they can watch it on YouTube, yep. obviously everywhere else, but YouTube, everywhere. if they want to watch the video of it, which every Tuesday. So that's one place to send them. The other thing is uh, who should join the American Legion and especially post 43? Um, everybody. Everybody who can, right? And when, No, yeah, not everybody can. There are people that the don't ones who qualify. Can. But you know what? If you get somebody like me and you, you act like you're interested in it, I'll start going, well, did your grandfather serve? How about your grandmother? <laughs> Your mother? Anybody? Anybody? Is there anybody that's a veteran you think is cute? Because if you marry them, you're in. Um, <laughs> I'll set people up to get married if they really want to be in. <laughs> I can get them in. I I, I believe it. Um, you know, one of the things I'm going to throw up a couple of quick pictures is we're going to kind of come to the close. But you know, I just you know, there's a lot of things that happen at the Legion. Here's a, just another picture of uh, you, <laughs> and Mr. Hollywood. Um, and then, of course, this one, which is, you know, on a bad hair day uh, on Fucking <laughs> Fish Friday. But, you know, it, it, uh, Jeff is so much fun at the post. The post is so much fun. It's such it a is. great atmosphere. There's so many events to go to. And then the other thing is that, you know, you got a, a movie theater there, the, one of the best movie theaters in Hollywood, 435 seats or something no, like it's that. 80, it's 80 something. Carl's going to probably jump in any second and tell me the exact number. But it's it's just under 500. Okay. So it's a it's a good it's a great venue. Um, it's still brand new. We had it was collecting dust during the what do you call it the the lockdown, but and we right. just finished it a few months before then, so that was unfortunate. But we got big things coming up. Our uh, fellow Suns member, Bill Burr, is going to be doing a show next next Saturday there. 
Yeah, there's um, another event that I'm going to too that's about Vietnam veterans. Uh, word, word theater. Word theater, right? And that's on a Saturday, I believe. Um, yeah, it's another week. Another week, yeah. So I'm going to uh, probably attend that. But there's so much to do, you know, both if you're a member, obviously, uh, in any capacity. But then there's a lot of things that the general public can also attend and go to and you can come as guests, et cetera. I mean, you guys built a drive-in theater during the lockdown because you couldn't open the theater. That was a, an amazing accomplishment, just that, you know, there was another way to bring people out and get people, you know, out of their houses and 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 uh, attend, watch movies. I, I watched one of the movies at the drive-in, which was great. Um, so there's a lot of activity and more. There's uh, music nights. There's there's all kinds of things going on. And, you know, it's just it's a great environment. If you're going to be in Hollywood, you mentioned the bar below, you know, for the members, the drinks are like probably one tenth of what they are in Hollywood, I think, <laughs> which, you know, I think like a drink now is probably one hundred dollars in Hollywood or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a great place. But more importantly, back to the thing, what, what are you most proud about, Jeff? With all the time that you put in, uh, all the stuff you've seen, gone through, what are you most proud as a commander, as a member of the Legion? Um, you know, what makes you feel good about what you do and the service you do? Well, I think the a word that gets used too much today is resilience. But I, but I firmly believe the resilience of our members and the, the collective family is amazing and since since covid we kind of got out of the habit of coming together uh for karaoke nights and comedy nights and whatever else we have planned but they're they're coming back they're coming back really strong and they're getting engaged again uh 482 <laughs> there he is um, the theater <laughs> ladies and gentlemen is 482 people we can fit in there plus sometimes we do folding chairs um so I hope I hope that that continues. I'd love to see the growth. I love the American Legion now tackling suicide with the Be the One campaign. Um, I want to get Post 43 more actively involved in that. Uh, we didn't have a slogan for it, but when I first there it is, Be the One. Err. When uh, when I first joined the Legion, one of the things I did was I got a I found a grant to bring a professor to teach the certification for mental health first aid. This is before they even thought of be the one. Um, I kind of think that they were just copying me and came up with a plan. Came up with a name, but uh, it's it's important. We have we have a mental health crisis, and we talk about suicide part a lot. But there's a lot more than just that. There are people living with depression. My friend, uh, North Carolina, Liz Hartman, and I we we talk a lot. And one of the things we came up with is if you have to dial 988, you know, the crisis line, we've failed you multiple times before that. Mm. If you're getting to the point where you, where you're, you're so, every, the, the, it's so overwhelming that you need to call that number. If there's somebody I know, I personally feel like I've failed them because I didn't recognize you recognize things, people that are always on time being late, people that work out all the time, not doing that. People who typically dress normal or looking like crap. If you mm -hmm. don't notice these things, you're failing these people long before they dial 988. So I, not, I'm not saying we don't need 988. I'm saying I think we need 
we need to in, we need to exist in an environment that requires far fewer people answering that phone number, and we need to be uh, the people that interact with these people every single day. Need to understand what the kinds of things are are indicative of a mental health crisis and intervene. So, yeah, that's my PSA. Well, uh, in closing, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show and thank you for what, you know, I mean, the, the work that you're doing uh, of service and uh, the model that you're having. I just think, you know, we can all learn from it. Um, I think we all, everybody can always do a little bit more, give a little bit more, uh, help help a little bit more. There's always a little bit extra that we can do to be of service to others. And it just makes your life better if you do it. So it's a win-win, you know, everybody wins when someone does that. And the American Legion is a, a great uh, organization that obviously does it and serves the military and veteran community and their families and uh, the sons and daughters and all the other folks that, that are part of it. So it's, if you don't know about it, check it out. If you uh, do know about it, um, maybe do more, volunteer a little bit more, help out a little bit, you know, instead of, uh, you know, complaining about a problem, uh, put in a little time and make it better. Yeah. Just do a little better. Right. And you I'll know? say that anybody here that's here because of my promotion of this, uh, support, support, uh, efforts like what John Duffy is doing here, live courageously because, uh, it's, it's real and it's local and it, he's, he's a guy that cares and, He's going to have people on here that hopefully care or will pretend to care. Uh, well, my, they, they, nah, they better not pretend. Nah. <laughs> You're going to be yeah, doing just, that wave in the face if they do that, man. Yeah, knife hand. Yes. <laughs> uh, I No, I appreciate that you're doing this. I know it's a tough road. I did not do 25 episodes on my own. Uh, I did maybe five or six, and then I got I got yanked. Well, you know, once again, I'm lucky to know so many great people like yourself and, um, it, you know, being able to share your story or, or stories like yours. I think, you know, because at the end of the day, the reason I did it, Jeff, and probably the reason you did it too, you know, I feel like if you touch one person, you're a success. If you help one person and got them to inspire them to be better or to do better, you, 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 you won. You know, you accomplished something and you can feel good about it. If it's more than that, that's great. But as long as you touch one person and help them, you know, uh, that's one more than you would have if you didn't do it. Because so, all of us did that. I, I know. One what person, concept, right? all of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, find a way to do it. You know, I mean, I was at an event the other day, yesterday. Uh, it's called Best You. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, if you you see people, you see people who who help us, you know, they park your car, they they serve you food giving somebody a smile, a thank you, just a recognition that, you know, we all matter because we all need each other, we're all connected to each other. So, you know, being able to willing to do that for somebody is a win-win. Um, anything you want to like uh, finish us out with? And once again, they can reach your podcast Tuesday on YouTube and everywhere else. Everywhere else. Uh, if, they're around, if, they're the LA and, if they're around LA and they want to be in our Legion family, uh, you can go to, I'll give the short address, post43.org. So post43.org, and you can learn all about our post and see picture of the pretty people we have in the post. They're all over that website. I'm not up there, by the way. I feel like <laughs> they must think I'm ugly. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's all. That's all I really. I mean, you you covered it all. You're so organized. You know, yeah, well, I, I got a lot to work on and I'm going to keep trying to make the show better. But, you know, it, it always gets better with great guests. You know, 
I, I'm just a conduit for it. And if I have a great guest on it, it gets easy because we have fun. And, you know, you, you know, having this conversation with you was fun for me because right. I both learn and I have fun. You yeah, know, yeah. So, and so I recommend everybody to learn from this, to learn the lessons, you know, and, the, the you know, because courage comes in all kinds of forms, small and big. And like you said at the beginning, Jeff, it isn't uh, that you don't have fear. You have fear and you recognize fear, but you act in the face of fear and you move forward. And, and it can happen on, in big situations like being in a helicopter accident. Hopefully that never happens to you. Right. But even, you know, uh, health issues, you have a health issue like you did and then taking one step and deciding to be the quarterback of your life and beginning to like move it forward or just giving a, a smile to somebody and helping somebody donate some blood, do whatever it takes, volunteer, you know, help clean up uh, after an event, whatever, whatever it takes, yeah. just do something, you know, instead of sitting around feeling bad about everything. Just get out there and do something and feel better. There you thank go. You. Thank, thank you, brother. Thank you for being thank on. You. Yeah, I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you again in in, uh, in person. And if anything I can do, just let me know, uh, and we'll and we'll talk soon. Perfect. Appreciate All you, right. sir. All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. And all right, everybody. That was a great show with. Um, Jeff Daly, I think there was a lot there. This is where you can reach me, um, my email, my YouTube show, if you want to watch it, if you want to share it with people, my Instagram account. Um, feel free to uh, uh, send me an email, tell me what's good about the show, what I can do better. I'm always willing to learn and improve. And thank you for watching it. And thank you for being part of my audience every Sunday, 2 p.m. Uh, live courageously and live your life courageously and find a way to volunteer and serve others. It, it'll lead to a better life for you. So once again, thank you to uh, Jeff Daly, commander of American Legion Post 43. Have a great day, everyone.